Hello, my loves. Welcome back. This is the story behind the story. I am Sierra Melker of Red Thread Publishing. As always, these conversations are with women authors, women creators, women who are going to help you find your inspiration, find your voice, write your story, publish your book, change the world, all in a matter of, you know, 20 minutes. So, um, Danielle Perlin Good, you are here with us today. You are my go-to person about ghostwriting, which is great because I actually don't know that much about ghostwriting. So introduce yourself and teach us your magic. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sierra, for having me today. I really appreciate you and I appreciate all the work that you do to help women and help their stories come alive in the world. So thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm Danielle Perlin Good. I am the Soul Aligned Ghostwriter and um, I use mindset, mindset techniques, uh, quantum energy healing techniques, as well as my background in journalism to help C-suite level executives, uh, mostly female executives, write their story and unleash the story within their soul. So unearthing that story inside their soul. So I know as a writer, how the obstacles, right? As well as sort of when I find my groove, the glory in that. As a ghostwriter, um, how do you, how do you tell somebody else's story? A great question. So what I've been doing is I feel like I was meant to do this work for so many years and I didn't really know or pinpoint that this was the work that I was meant to do until more recently in my life. And the reason is because I have a background in journalism. I've been writing and editing for more than 15 years at this point in my life. And with journalism, I always enjoyed feature stories. So interviewing others, uh, finding the story within their quotes, finding what really mattered to them. And from there, I recognized and realized that it's really important to listen and to understand what the other person is saying. So in ghostwriting, you know, it does take a while to get to know my clients. So that's why I do work with clients for at minimum six months, usually closer to 12 months, uh, because it does take several interviews um, to really unearth that story inside their soul and having them be able to trust me with this story. Um, and once I'm able to chat with them more and learn more about them, see their media appearances, if they have any, uh, just looking to see who they are as a person, right? And what messages they want to send across. And <clears throat> I feel like I have this powerful energy that I can literally take what they want to say and put it in a scene and put it in story form. So sometimes I'll have clients who want to talk with me for hours and I transcribe and then we come up with, you know, making sure, and this is, I, I use the word authenticity very often with my clients because really when we're talking about memoir, it has to be authentic to them. Do are all of the quotes and all of the scenes exactly how they happened? 
Probably not. <laughs> but if but you that's read not any true memoir, anyway, right? Well, and yeah. if I remember a fight that I had or a conversation that I had, my perception is going to be different than whoever I was in the midst with, right? That's the nature exactly. of memory anyway. Exactly. And I'm so glad you brought up memory because memory is memoir, right? And if you read a memoir, one of my favorites is The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Um, you're not going to remember. She, I, I highly doubt that everything that happened in that book was exactly as is. But what's important is that the scene and what's being said and how the people felt about what was said is authentic. That's what matters. I love that you brought that up and just sort of a side note, because my mom is in the process of writing a memoir. Um, and one of the obstacles that came up was, because we're good at finding obstacles, right? Um, we're obstacle experts. Uh, and she was like, well, you know, I'm a little fuzzy about how this played out or how that played out. So I'm gonna reach out to this person and that person. And I'm gonna like gather, I'm gonna research my own life. And I was like, Oh, honey girl, no, because they're gonna just tell you if they remember at all, their perception. Why don't you just collect your perception and have that be, it's not a, it's not a historical tome, it's your perception of the thing. And, and as soon as she saw that, she's like, oh, it was like kid in a candy store. It's like, I can tell my story truth be damned, sort of, I mean, yes, authentic, but it doesn't have to be true, right? Like what is the truth of the matter is, is my experience. That's my truth. Yes. A hundred percent agree. I love that so much. And I love that you brought up truth because truth is different than memory because sometimes our memory can really play, not play tricks on us necessarily, but our memory is different than somebody else. Just like what you said, if you are in a room and you experience something profound and you are with somebody else, a friend, a relative, they will all ultimately have a different perception of of what happened. They will have a different perception, right? It's not a logical game. I went to a, a baseball game recently and baseball, there's very specific rules, right? And even, even there, the umpires can bend the rules and the umpires mm-hmm. are in charge of, of, of truth, what, you yeah. know, of truth, right? What was is that a ball? A what is a strike? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Was that a fall? Right. Did, did that person get tagged out at second base or no? <laughs> right. Okay. And, um, and for, for my work, it's really about understanding who the person is and writing in their voice, in their tone of voice. And that's why it takes a while. And that's why the first few chapters, what my process is, is we always go through and go over an initial outline. And then we go through and I write the first couple of chapters or so. And I want to make sure that it's going in the right direction from the start. Um, So far, I haven't had anybody say, Danielle, this is terrible. Please start over. So... (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank right? goodness. Yes. Yes. Um, can I, I want to move us in a slightly different direction, but if you want to come back to this at all in any way, by all means, um, it's a collaboration. We'll, we'll dance together. Um, I'm really curious to know um, the motivation for the, the women who 
work with you, why do they want a book out? And how does this process with you accomplish that goal for them? It's a great question. So a lot of times um, my clients do not have the time or energy to do it themselves. That is the simplest answer. I have no idea what you mean. What is that? I just have tons of time and energy. I know. I I have women who own own very large corporations. I have women who who are CFOs, CEOs, uh, in charge of large non-for-profits. They are back-to-back with meetings. Uh, They are usually somewhere between 40 years old and 65, 70 years old, something like that. And um, and these women, some of them have families, some of them have have children that they still are taking care of. Uh, some of them have adult children. And, um, you know, what what matters is that they know that they have a story to tell. Right. So they have a story to tell it about their lives, about their work. So. Um, I've worked on a couple of self-help books as well that are based on uh, courses, um, different things that my clients have have already done. Um, and so there, there's a, a couple of different reasons, right? So that they want to share their book. One is because they feel they have a story to tell and they want to help other women and they want to share their legacy. So they either want to share their legacy with the masses right? Or they care about sharing their legacy with their family members and having this down on paper somewhere. And either way is a great reason to have a ghostwriter. And I have been told that it's a therapeutic process to do this because not only are, not only are, are we getting a book out of this, are they getting a book out of this, but they also get to explain what happened to them to a neutral party, right? And I would never say that I'm a therapist because I'm not, <laughs> but that being said, I have clients who have gone through breast cancer, who've gone through really horrible accidents, who've gone through, um, you know, really difficult birthing experiences, just very different experiences that brought them to where they are today. And they feel like their story really matters in the world. And I love that because they already have the confidence that their story matters. This isn't somebody who says, oh, I don't know if my story matters, right? They already know their story matters and they know that they need help and they're not afraid to ask for help. That's incredible because that's a whole different set of people than the, I want to, but I'm not sure. And I'm going to try to do it myself. I'm going to bootstrap it and stay unsure. You know, like I get to get to stay not ready. Um, but I, I love that. I love that there are more and more women in these positions, leading companies, leading organizations that, and, and to get there, they've had to learn that it's important, right? That they do have something to say. Um, and and one of the things about being in leadership is that you cannot do it all by yourself. And I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. A quote that's coming back to me right now, um, a friend of mine said it to me the other day from Flannery O'Connor. It's like, I write to discover what I know. And I think doing this process with you is I write to discover 
what I know that I am, but like going through this process, whether you're the one pen to paper or you're co-creating with a ghostwriter, we're writing to discover like who we are and what we've been mm-hmm. through and the lessons. This is like, whether it's memoir or self-help or any of the other kinds of nonfiction books that I've worked with, we write to discover the lessons, right? We sort of know that they're in there, but we can't, by the writing process pulls out the nuggets out of this like whole slash pile of this is my life. And then we have to dig out and be like, but this one's the shiny one. And like, oh, what about this one, right? And, and that process teaches us to see ourselves differently. Even if we know we have a story and we know whatever it is, we do by, by telling and excavating, unearthing our, our lessons, we, we heal. We heal ourselves and then we've created something that has infinite possibility. And that's, I love, I love books just because they have so much to offer. I completely agree with you, Sierra. And, you know, the other important thing that I think both of us find too, is there, there, we both feel right. That we want more female authors in the world, right? That's so important. And there have been studies done that say, oh, uh, the, the latest, um, many New York times bestsellers have been white men by the name of John. <laughs> and I'd have to look up the, the study <laughs> to, know, <laughs> to know for but sure. But I did see that. Yeah, I did see that, uh, just, just a few weeks ago. So, um, it's, it's really critical. I think that, you know, women have come so far in so many decades and years of, being able to work more and being able to have families and work and find careers. And that's a whole different discussion, right? But that being said, part of this is the fact that they have learned their lessons. They have learned a lot and they want to share it too. And they feel they've earned that right to share their legacy and share their stories because of everything that they've gone through to get to where they are today. Well, and we're story creatures, right? Like society is built on stories of who we are. And when the stories are largely one-sided, when race, class, gender, all of that socioeconomic, um, sexual preference, all of that, it's just like, there's only one story that's actually getting most of the airtime, then we're we're not being fed the, the multitude of stories that can really, really feed us as, as people. And, and one of the things I hear a lot is like uh, from authors, it's like, I wrote my book because I couldn't see myself in the books that were out there, right? And so these women are telling their stories so that other girls and young women can read and it's like, oh, that, right? Um, it's not to say that the books written by men aren't good, they're fine. They're great, but, but we wanna add more voices to the chorus and we can change this cultural story. Like we, who we are is a story. We can change it by contributing our voices. I love it. Right, exactly. And I think it's so important to recognize that there are more females in leadership positions and there are more female executives who want to share their legacies and their stories. And the fact that, you know, they also, not only do they, are, are they not afraid to ask for help, but also they, 
they understand that they don't want to invest any time and energy into learning craft, right? So there's a lot of people that I'm sure you work with, I've worked with too, in terms of book coaching, who want to learn that, who want to do it themselves, which is beautiful, right? There's no right way of (laughs) writing the the book. However, for my clients specifically, they are not interested in learning how to create scenes, what craft is, how to incorporate dialogue, all of those nitty gritty things that um, I have more of an expertise in because I've been doing it longer. And that I think is a beautiful thing of when you are uh, a CEO and when you are an executive that you, you also, like you said, in leadership positions, you hire people to do things that you don't want to do, that you don't want to learn. Just like, or that you, you can do it better than me. So you might as well, right? Like, yeah, well, you do it, right. I'll, exactly. I'll do what like, I'm good at and you do what you're good at and together yeah. we'll be great. Right. Yeah. That, that's why like bookkeepers exist, right? Because if you're, a, <laughs> if you're a leadership consultant or, you know, you're ahead of some organization that has nothing to do with accounting and you don't like math, but you're really good at other aspects of the job. But you also recognize and realize that if you're in a leadership position at this company, then you better have a bookkeeper, right? (laughs) Okay. So if you are listening to this and you have a book in you and you want Danielle to help you excavate this story for you, um, you're going to find information about her in the show notes. Um, I also am building sort of a directory of people who can help with story. And so if you're interested in that, send us a message and we will hook you up. Whether you want to learn craft or you want somebody else to have the craft craft for you, um, this is the place we're supporting getting more women's voices out into the world. As always, like, follow, subscribe, share all the social media buzz things and We'll be back next week with another interview of another woman telling her story and changing the world. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure.